This week on Viewpoints. Western women, they consider themselves mainstream American women who were just taking advantage of the opportunities that the West gave them. We travel back to the wild, wild West. Then... The basic core system hasn't been upgraded since the turn of the century, so 23 years ago. Is flight technology stuck in the 20th century? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs, but the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. With the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, you'll know what's affecting your gas mileage and more, and you don't have to drive too far to find the fix. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all 6200 stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. We've all heard of the classic American dream. If you work hard enough, you can achieve anything. But this wasn't always possible. Sometimes we forget about the people of the past who didn't have this opportunity. Go back to the mid-19th century, when countless men, women, and children traveled grueling distances and endured many challenges in search of a better life. Back then, the American dream was fueled by the Oregon Trail, wagon trains, and the promise of striking gold. The gold rush began in California, and the U.S. annexed the huge Oregon Territory and also took what is now our Southwest as spoils in the Mexican-American War. So the people who were heading out west either wanted to strike it rich in the gold rush or they wanted to claim free land. That's author Winifred Gallagher, a historian and author of New Women in the Old West, From Settlers to Suffragists, an Untold American Story. Gallagher says gold and the possibility of a better life drove hundreds of thousands of families to relocate west almost two centuries ago. While there were some African Americans and Asians in the group, the majority were white Anglo-Saxon Protestant farmers or artisans. These men and women were used to hard manual labor and today would be considered middle class since they had enough savings to migrate out west. Gallagher points out that for women especially, this move was difficult and there was some apprehension. They really faced a series of childbirths and really backbreaking domestic labor. It was a hard life for most women. That's why so many women were interested in fleeing to the cities by the same time Western migration was going on, America was urbanizing very rapidly, and life was much easier for women in the cities. They were able to get around. There was transportation, and 
there were bookstores and there were newspapers and shopping was easier and life in general was a lot easier in urban areas. So first glance, the women who went west appeared to be going backwards in time to a worse period for women. But in fact, they encountered some special advantages once they got to the west. Most women who relocated to the West did so with their husbands. In the 19th and 20th centuries, it was common to be married at the young age of 14 or 15. In much of the country, these young women had little independence or say in the direction of their lives. Women's position in larger American society was awful. The women's place was only in the home. They were second-class citizens. They had very few legal rights or economic opportunities. For, quote-unquote, respectable women, marriage was the only career that was acceptable. And once you were married, a wife could not own property, divorce, have custody of her own children. Women were considered inferior to men in every way except virtue. They had a certain moral authority over matters of right and wrong, and that moral authority was really their only form of power. But as these women left bustling towns and cities and migrated out west, new opportunities took shape. Ladies of the West enjoyed more freedoms than their counterparts out east or in the south. Many stepped into leadership roles during this era and were vital in the construction of the first schools, churches, and charities. Women were also outnumbered by single working men, and this unequal balance gave them greater leverage. Women in this environment, single women had their pick of suitors, and unhappy wives soon availed themselves of America's first divorce mills. California very rapidly became the divorce capital of the nation. Women also benefited from the West's simpler, more experimental settler society. Every pair of hands was needed to get all the work done. No one had time to worry about whether it was man's work or woman's work. And that kind of flexibility enabled women to become more equal by acting more like equals. Gallagher says that in heavy mining areas, ladies were such a rarity that towns created new laws that appealed to women. One of my women arrived in Sacramento. There were 6,000 men, and she was one of three women. So the Western legislatures wanted to attract more white women. That was one of the reasons why they went for suffrage much earlier. But before suffrage, they tried to lure women with increased property rights and the ability to sue in court and the ability to divorce. They weren't that invested in an unhappy couple staying together for moral reasons. And in an environment where there were so many more men than women, if a woman wasn't happy with a husband who abused her, who beat her and her children, she could just leave and she was not considered a pariah the way a divorcee might be back east. She would very rapidly have her pick of another husband. On top of greater freedoms and relationships, women also had more opportunities to get an education from a co-ed school. One remarkable career opportunity was provided by the government. In 1862, Congress passed the Morrill Land Grant Act, which created about 100 tuition-free public colleges throughout America, but 67 of them, most of them, were in the West. And in the West, most of these schools were coeducational, which was a very radical advance at the time. Indeed, these Western land-grant co-ed schools were some of the first coeducational colleges in the world. 
So this means that at a time when Eastern girls were going to Vassar and Smith and Wellesley, single-sex schools, the Western women were being educated with men and exchanging views with men and male students, male teachers. Also, now they had a career alternative to marriage. So many graduates became teachers. The West was desperate for teachers. But many others, one of my favorites is Bethenia Owens Adair, who graduated from medical school at the age of 40. She was one of about 15% of Western women who entered traditionally male professions, such as medicine and law, and that's compared to the national rate of 8%. So that's almost twice as many Western women became professionals as women did back East. Gallagher tells the story of Elizabeth Ensley, an educated African-American woman whose parents were former slaves. She married a college-educated black man. They both taught at Howard University's Normal School. That's a school that teaches teachers how to be teachers. And then they migrated to Colorado, which, like California, was known to be a kind of more liberal-minded state that attracted a number of African-American settlers. And once she got to Colorado, she was a passionate suffragist, and she was, of course, much better educated than most women of any race at the time. Hensley went on to become the founder and secretary of the Everybody's Equal Suffrage League during a time when the suffrage movement itself was divided. This was an integrated suffrage organization at a time when even within the suffrage movement, a lot of the groups were segregated. So she really made an outstanding difference. She was, you know, a political voice in Colorado by the turn of the century. The strong females of the new frontier banded together to push for more rights within their careers, relationships, and as citizens of the United States. In fact, this population was the first to have the right to vote. To find out more about the women of the wild, wild west, visit viewpointsradio.org. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. I'm Gary Price. This segment is brought to you by Capital One. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Coming up, traveling soon? We discuss the behind-the-scenes systems that are integral to your safe flight when Viewpoints returns. Taco Bell has a new $5 Cravings Duo. So if you want a cheesy gordita crunch with a Chalupa Supreme, or a Chalupa Supreme and a beef grilled cheese burrito, or a beef grilled cheese burrito with a cheese quesadilla, or a cheese quesadilla with a cheesy gordita crunch, or a cheesy gordita crunch with another cheesy gordita crunch, or any of the 11 other combinations of those four items, and only want to spend $5 for them, you should order one. A $5 Cravings Duo, that is. Choose two menu icons for your $5 Cravings Duo today. Only at Taco Bell. I participate in Flint, Michigan area Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. Contact local store for prices, hours, and participation, which vary. Tax extra. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away... 
Move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. I'd rather ride a bike with my kids. Faster! Than ride in an ambulance. I'd rather have a catch with my dog, Curtis, than catch pneumococcal pneumonia. (coughs) If you're 19 or older with certain chronic conditions like heart disease, asthma, or diabetes, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Learn more at Prevnar20.com. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Last month, on January 11th, something happened in the aviation industry that hasn't occurred since 9-11. The Federal Aviation Administration, known as the FAA, issued a nationwide ground stop across the U.S., meaning all flight departures were delayed indefinitely. It was a failure of the Notice to Air Missions System, also known as NOTAM, Without this technology, pilots are essentially flying solo without any guidance or updates. So NOTAM is a system that is part of the air traffic control system or air transportation system that provides information on current hazards or current information on what's going on. And dispatchers use this information to safely plan flights. So for instance, NOTAM will provide instructions on where there may be bird strikes all the way to where there may be runway closures due to maintenance overnight. So before you take off a flight, as you're planning your flight, you need to know how to safely fly and plan your route. That's Lori Garrow, a professor and co-director of the Center for Urban and Regional Air Mobility at the Georgia Institute of Technology. Garrow is an expert on urban air mobility, aviation, and travel behavior. She says that without NOTAM, pilots are unaware of potential hazards in the airfield, and the outcome can be deadly. Luckily, last month's outage only lasted about two hours. However, this collapse of a vital system raised many questions. What factors fed into this sudden outage? There was a system update that was done in the middle of the evening, and that the file that was being loaded into the main system to do that update had some corrupt data in it or bad data. FAA then switched to their backup system, but unfortunately, the same data issues were in the backup database as well. And so the decision was made to basically do a ground stop in the morning, meaning no flights would take off until they could verify that the correct information was being loaded into the database. So it looks like it was a human error in that the file that was being used in both the main system as well as the backup system was corrupt. Before putting in effect a complete ground stop, the FAA tried using a manual phone system while NOTAM was down. But the large number of flights soon became too much for operators to handle, leaving the agency with no choice but to pause all departures until the automated system was repaired. 
Michael McCormick, an assistant professor of air traffic management at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, says part of the issue is that the NOTAM system hasn't been updated in over 20 years. The basic core system hasn't been upgraded since the turn of the century, so 23 years ago. And that was done at that time because there was something known as Y2K, the transition from 1999 to the year 2000. There was uncertainty whether the systems could handle that. So all the FAA systems were upgraded at that time. The notice system has continued to run flawlessly since that time. Until now. Since the outage, many have wondered if the ordeal could have been avoided with a more up-to-date network. In fact, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg met with FAA officials, urging them to fully revamp the system as soon as possible, according to CNN. McCormick argues that newer technology is more resilient to glitches and could have stopped the series of IT failures that led to the shutdown. But this controversy is not the first time the aviation agency has faced scrutiny. For several years now, it's been criticized for not modernizing its technology fast enough. And Garrow says this extends far beyond NOTAM. Let me give one example. When aircraft are flying right now in the air, they need to know the position of other aircraft so that they can avoid them, right? So there's no collisions. There are newer technologies like sensors that allow you to more precisely identify the location of these aircraft that then would allow you and the aircraft to run um, closer together. So think about if you're driving in your car and you have sensors that automatically tell you when to brake, right? It's the same sensor technologies that allow you to run aircraft closer together because you know with higher precision where they are. Well, in order to do that, you have to have the airlines invest in equipment and sensors on the aircraft. And then you have to have the FAA also invest in the technology or systems to be able to use those sensors on top of adding sensor technology, Garrow says that modernization efforts could improve taxi procedures and fuel efficiency. However, she says not all of these initiatives are in the FAA's hands. In order to make these improvements, the agency will need more money from the federal government. With FAA reauthorization proceedings happening later this year, experts argue that now is the perfect time. The question is, Will Congress give the entity enough funding? One of the main challenges that I'm hearing is that these larger modernization projects require funding that is multiple years, right? So, and when you're looking at authorization from FAA, you're doing that on a more short-term cycle. And so in my mind, as we're coming up for reauthorization of FAA this fall, the two biggest things that I could see that would help us move towards you know, helping ensure that issues like NOTAM don't occur in the future is more funding for FAA, but also looking at ways to create a multi-year certainty around funding for FAA. Currently, funding only covers one year at a time, making it difficult to plan for bigger, long-term projects. With that said, this outage, along with the Southwest Airlines cancellation nightmare last December, has put more pressure on Congress to grant multi-year funding. Similar to the FAA, Southwest was also behind on updating their technology. A combination of bad weather, poor planning, and an outdated scheduling system caused an operational meltdown that led to thousands of flights being canceled and millions of travelers stranded. When something like bad weather hits and you have aircraft and air crews that are 
delayed or stranded at different airports, you need to have real-time information on those aircraft and those aircrews in order to ensure connectivity of the flights. Unfortunately, Southwest's system for that scheduling failed. So it made a bad situation worse by not having awareness of where the aircraft and aircrews were in order to get the schedule up and running again and ensure the connectivity of baggage and passengers. While these are valid concerns about aviation technology, both McCormick and Garrow insist that just because the operating systems are old doesn't mean they're not safe. The FAA and airlines have protocols in place to ensure the public safety, such as issuing a ground stop when necessary. And in some cases, older technology can enhance safety. Garrow says that older systems are sometimes better protected against cyber attacks than newer ones. Would you want to learn an antiquated old system, right, to be able to hack into that? Or would you want to learn newer technologies to be able to hack onto things that are online? It's clearly a trade-off, right, when you come to it. But I don't think there's one clear sense that older systems versus newer systems are necessarily better when it comes to, like, cyber attacks or national security concerns. With the FAA reauthorization on the horizon, along with added pressure from Secretary Buttigieg, it's likely that sweeping updates are coming very soon. However, this situation has some wondering, where else are the cracks in old technology? While aviation may be in the spotlight now, nearly every industry relies on IT systems to function. It's up to our local and state governments to oversee that public agencies are making necessary upgrades in a timely fashion and have the resources to do so. To find out more about Lori Garrow, Michael McCormick, and all of our featured guests, visit viewpointsradio.org. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This segment was written and produced by Grace Galanti. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Viewpoints returns in just a moment. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. With Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your engine with Syntec Full Synthetic Motor Oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is designed for today's engines to dissipate heat and reduce friction and wear. Get five parts of Syntec Full Synthetic and a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $33.99, plus two times O Rewards points. Choose Syntec, available exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Viewpoints Explained. I'm Ebony McMorris. Longtime NFL quarterback Tom Brady is calling it quits, for real this time. Brady, who's been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since 2020, announced that he's permanently retiring from football. He's 45 years old and played pro football more than 23 years. 
During that time, there's no doubt that Brady's made a name for himself. He's won seven Super Bowl games, the most of any player in the NFL, and held the title for most passing touchdowns and passing yards. Now, at 45, he's hanging up the helmet and not looking back. In fact, most of the top quarterbacks today, like Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy, are in their 20s and are half his age. It's no secret that the success Brady has found in football requires skill, practice, and a natural intuition for the game. Only time will tell who will live up to Brady's legacy. That's Viewpoints Explained for this week. More in a moment. Welcome to Culture Crash, where we examine what's new and old in entertainment. The Academy Awards Best Picture nominee lineup is here, and it stands in contrast to previous years, which would frequently include titles that were difficult for audiences to see. For instance, maybe a movie or two would still be in limited release, or stuck in no man's land between theatrical release and home video. But with theatrical exclusivity deals shorter than ever before, this year's lineup is comprised mostly of movies that can be watched from home right now. Many on streaming services people may already have access to. For instance, HBO Max subscribers can right now check out The Banshees of Inishirin, which is a personal favorite of mine full of wonderful performances led by Colin Farrell, as well as Elvis, a critically acclaimed movie detailing the life of Elvis Presley. Meanwhile, Paramount Plus is currently streaming two blockbuster hits in Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a truly unique Academy movie about a family's exploration across the multiverse that is also streaming on Showtime. Netflix subscribers can watch the harrowing war nominee All Quiet on the Western Front, and Peacock users can watch Tar, an intense character study with an all-time lead performance from Kate Blanchett. So that is six of the ten Best Picture nominees, leaving The Fablemans and Triangle of Sadness, which are both available on VOD platforms, and finally Avatar The Way of Water and Women Talking, which are running only in theaters. All ten of these movies are worth seeking out. And the good news is that the Best Picture nominees have never been more accessible. There's never been a better year to catch up at home and fall in love with a nominee or two to root for on Oscar Sunday. I'm Evan Rook. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zeljan's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zeljans can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zeljans can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. 
that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Viewpoints.